and I was close. I mean, super close. I'm a shy pooper. I love him. I know. That's so great. He's like handing out. I don't even know what that is. I don't even care. <clears throat> I don't care. But do you, could you imagine just money. being that rich where you're just walking with no. a Bud Light box filled full of Two cash? Huge Bud Light boxes. Filled with cash. Full of cash and money. Oh, God. Post. Post. I love you. You yeah. are just Amer- You are truly America's sweetheart. He is America's sweetheart. Oh, okay. Post Malone. Second in. Circuit. Circuit. Sucking in. That's what it sounds like. Second in. Where, you know, sometimes it's better to show up after the party. <laughs> Someone needs to be there for support to get the job. I got stuff fucking with that. Uh, yeah, second in. Do we've, yeah, we've talked about second in. Oh, we yeah. called it that. Uh, second in. It's our fourth episode. Episode number cuatro. Bum, bum, bum. Ba, 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 ba. El cuatro. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Out there for our seven listeners. Surely one may be Spanish speaking. Seven listeners. I, I can tell you for a fact that I've only played it. I've played it a couple times. So. Yeah. And it's I don't probably, know. One of those is probably definitely yeah. mine. Yeah, I guess I played it once. So maybe one new one. So grand total of like what? Four or five listeners? Possibly. Maybe. And those are probably people just listening to like see if it's, I don't know, not just. Just listening to the intro and then like clicking. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to listen to this. too much fucking hissing. We figured out the hissing noise. Audio, we got it figured out. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's why we're not telling anybody about the podcast until we get to like five. Hopefully by then we've got it refined. Because they're going to listen to five. No one's going to be like, oh, I want to go back and listen to the old ones. No one ever does that. I definitely don't. No. Um, the coronavirus has, coronavirus has been killing fucking everybody. Not really. It's the same as the flu. More people die from texting and driving a day than the coronavirus. It's the same thing as what? The swine flu. Um, bird flu. Bird flu. SARS. SARS. It's all the same <laughs> deal. I don't get it. If you're coughing, could you please just leave the room? <laughs> if you're going to cough, please leave the room. I can't even do a Donald Trump. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Which I truly like. Uh, way to go, you know. But, you know, like, I don't know. Neither one of them were my teams. So. We had a guy. So last night at work, I had a guy there at the station. He played for the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins? Why do you, you have to do like a New York accent for Dolphins? He's <coughs> trying to mainly to keep this cough down. The Miami Dolphins. He got drafted. <laughs> he played for, I don't know, a couple of years. He's a wide receiver, I think. 
And I asked him this question. And I've asked this question to a lot of guys that are passionate about football. And his is the only one I can actually take as the correct answer because he played the NFL. I said, could the absolute best college team beat the worst NFL team? What was his response? He said, absolutely not. There's no way. He said, it might be competitive. They will absolutely not win 100% of the time. Damn. Conversation over. That's why I look at that. So anybody that's been asking that. That's what's up. And that's from somebody who played in the NFL. That you know personally. That I know personally. Why aren't you just important? I mean, yeah. Kind of. To some people. What else happened? Uh, I bought stupid stuff on Amazon, but that's bad. Yeah, we've been killing it. Oh, magnet fishing. We oh, got mad. Yeah. I got two magnets. Thirty-five why doll hairs. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you explain what happens when you magnet fish off magnet the bridge? Magnet fishing. Anybody that doesn't know, I don't even want to tell anybody about this. I don't even know if I should tell anybody about this. Magnet fishing is new. Well, it's pretty new. <laughs> It's these big ass magnets. The magnet that I have, or we have, I should say, holds like 300 pounds. And you, it's on this big long line. You toss it out in the water, drag it up, and it freaking sticks to everything. Everything that's metal, it collects it, and then you pull it up, and you're like, oh, look at that. It's a, it's a crutch from the hospital. Now, what have you caught magnet fishing? Okay, the two, let's see, three. Okay, I caught a piece of construction material. I caught a weight off a fish. Oh, no, so I've caught a few more than two things. I caught a weight, a fishing weight, a few nails, and then the biggest catch of of all was uh, the bridge that goes over Sahoma Lake. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Throw the magnet. (laughs) (coughs) By the way, this thing, when the magnet got stuck to the railing, we couldn't pull it off. Like, we had both our feet on the bridge trying to pull it off there. Like, we had to slide it off and then kick it off the railing. That's how hard this fucker sticks to the damn deal. So then my dumbass throws it over the bridge. You didn't even throw it. You just like... Toss, yeah. It was like lowering it down, but it stuck to the underneath of the bridge. Yeah, it got caught on the railing and like swung in a little bit. And it freaking... And shook the whole bridge. And that led to about an hour long process of me trying to get that motherfucker off. Long story short, the magnet's still attached it's still to the there, side of the attached. bridge. Yes. And every time we go over it, the kids are like, isn't that the bridge where dad got the magnet stuck? Yeah, I'm like, don't yes. mind me. I went down, let me tell you something, I went down there and was jerking on, well, I wasn't jerking, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I was jerking on that thing hard. I probably moved it about eight feet. Couldn't get it to come off. No. No. But you've came up with a brilliant plan to get it off. Uh, yes. I'm going to, there's a large pipe that goes across there. I am rope certified. I believe I can build a harness, lower myself over the edge, and that's about as far as I've gotten so far. (laughs) At least get eyes on it. But that magnet's going to be there for the rest of eternity. And all these fucking crazy rednecks are like, he's trying to pull the goddamn bridge down. What are these people doing? This one guy drives by. Guy drives by and is like, what you fishing for? Yeah. Or like, uh, metal. Metal. He's like, yeah, lead one car down there. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. He was, he's like, I know of at least one car. And I'm like, I highly doubt there's a car in this creek, but okay. I guess there could be. It's like, how deep is that creek then? It's not very deep. Well then, okay. So there could be a car down there. 
there's the possibility. Or there could not be. But yeah, so if you watch UK videos of magnet fishing, it's not real big here yet. People find guns all the time in the UK. I'm like, you said you're, but like the problem is you said you're like gold <laughs> high. This is Creek Absolutely. County for Christ's sake. Okay. You're like, oh, there's definitely going to be murder weapons in here. There's going to be guns. There's going to be something. There yeah. is. There's no doubt. But all we've found was like it's garbage. Garbage. We're coming for you. Gun. There's a gun down there for sure. I guarantee it's probably linked to some like There's more murder. guns than there are people in the United States. America. You're always, it's like that, uh, it's like that show Snake Island. You're always within three feet of a gun at all times. Yes. 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 You get a gun and you get a yeah, gun and exactly. you get a gun. Uh, other than that, <coughs> magnet fishing. God, now look. <coughs> you got me doing it. Here it goes. <coughs> Comes a cough. Sorry. Uh, it's the coronavirus. Man, God, I wish I had more to talk about. Yeah, I mean, like, unfortunately, I already kind of went through my whole, like, stupid shit that Shelby buys on Amazon yeah. skit, but I did I, buy, you got, what'd you get? Pretty dope-ass grill. Yes, Shelby got my beautiful grill. Yeah, and some Post Malone face tattoos. Yeah, and some Post Malone face tattoos. Still trying to figure out, we're trying to work out a mafia night at work where we all wear tracksuits out to the bar. And like Not just any tracksuits, Adidas, Adidas tracksuits. Track which Shelby hooked me up because she bought mine for Christmas for me, which is all white. And I've, it's Nike, or uh, Adidas, obviously. And I have, oh, I've got the sliders on right now. Or the slides, whatever the kids the call them. The matching slides. The matching white slides, the pit viper glasses, gold chain. It's going to be awesome. Get your gold grill. Yes. Uh, wow. I can just... I, can I don't know if like, I don't know if the girls should go ahead and wear like Adidas tracksuits too or if we should do like the old school like velvet juicy couture. That's what I was telling them. They're like, well, what are the girls going to wear? I was like, they should probably wear the freaking juicy couture ones. That's Yeah. Shelby's great idea. It was my great idea. I think yeah. we should go for it. I don't know where we can find them. Probably <sighs> eBay. And like anything, it's going to be a love-hate type deal. People are going to either love it or they're going to hate it. They're going to be jealous, or they're going to want to join. Two J's. <laughs> kind of like our Christmas fiasco, where we try to go out, oh, be, yeah, yeah, be individuals. Found yeah. out that it was a big-ass Christmas oh, yeah, sweater. Ugly sweater. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I've got to get a costume for Friday. We're going to see John Party. Again, round two. So... We like John Party. Um, other than that, I golly, sorry that with uh, this whole deal of works just got me fucking. I'm too scared to say anything controversial. Um, which is kind of weird because we like pride on on ourselves for being like all natural. Yeah, super like crass. But at the same time, we're like, the jobs are on the line. Yeah. Kind of need that job to, warm, to bring money into the fucking house. You're our, you're our main source of income. <laughs> I've been doing it for 12 years now. I'd hate to just have to change careers. You'll be a fucking furniture salesman or some shit. God, no. Yeah. You're not going to want to fuck a furniture salesman. You're going to leave me immediately. Kids will have no respect for that. Sorry to hear any furniture salesman will listen to this, but... My dad sells Ottomans. Yeah. He's a big Ottoman sale. Top Ottoman salesman, 2024. <laughs> no. No one wants to fucking say that. So I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to change. I don't think anything ever will change. I think this is just how we live now. But Mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, but I don't want to mind my P's and Q's. That's a problem. Speak your mind. But at the same time, you can't really speak your mind. Yeah, exactly. There goes freedom of speech. I've said it before and here before. You have the right to free speech, but you don't have the right to work for that company you work for. Or city, in my case. It's kind of scary. It is. But, you know, like I said, though, why say that guy was a freaking full-blown racist? Do you think that's going to help matters by getting him fired? No. It's going to make it worse. And the people that were on the fence are going to be even more pissed about it. I don't know. We'll see. What's in the brown bag? What's in the brown bag? That is... Well, these liquor bottles came out of there. I oh. put them in my bag. Oh. Yeah. You ever took it out? No. No, I did not. That's... <laughs> uh, extreme laziness i really hadn't taken anything out of this bag since i took it to edit our last podcast so uh yeah other than that i think i watched the joker since last time i didn't really talk about that i fucking love that movie it was a uh it's one of those that either like i just i had a hard time getting into it i mean like yeah why it has some, why would why the ending was good i just had a hard time like my biggest problems with it was like there was times where you didn't know if it was in his head or if it wasn't in his head, mm-hmm. which it all was pretty much in his head. And it was kind of like, I don't know. I just had a hard, like, I think, don't get me wrong, Joaquin Phoenix did a great job. I think he did a really good job. He lost, you know, he lost a lot of weight for the role. Yeah. But. I just I had such a hard time like getting into the film itself. I'm not the only one. I've talked to others who said the exact yeah. same thing I have. <laughs> well, I think people went in with the wrong. They thought it was gonna be this big action shit blowing up the whole time, and it's not. It's a like legit origin story that's probably a little too accurate. I think it's kind of scary almost. I bet that's a pretty common origin story like, for a lot of terrible people. I really I, I kind of don't want to like ruin it for people who haven't. Yeah. seen it well if you haven't fuck off it's been like a year since it's been out yeah but it's about mental illness there's no really big spoilers really yeah. it's just about mental illness and <laughs> like everybody he's had legit stuff that went on when he was younger what's that's the thing we were talking about the other day <coughs> Shelby and I talked about it. she already knew this the last guillotine execution happened when what like 19 19- it's like 1974? 77 in 77. France. Cl- and it is fucking efficient as hell. They just put his head in there. Just it's like gone. That. And he flops into a box. Like it flips him right into a box. And uh, so they got to talking just about like bringing like hangings back for people. And then I was like, if you think about it, every fucking serial killer out there or somebody that's done a shitty deal, mass shooting, whatever. They've been molested as fucking kids. So let's bring back public hangings. We'll do it at like the mall. I don't know. Charge like 20 bucks a head. Let's make this a money-making venture, right? Bam, we knock out two things. Crazy lunatics that have severe depression and shit from being molested. And then we get rid of the molesters. Molesters. Bam. Bingo bongo. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't like 
solve problems with mental illness. No, it definitely solves all the problems. Did you not listen to the plan? Just A, B, get rid of everybody. Done. Just get rid of everybody. You touch a kid, bam, you're dead. Okay, yeah. No excuses. Chris Hansen will run it too. He'll be the one that jerks the rope. He'll come out in the executioner's mask. Bring back public executions. I mean, right? I'd be a lot less apt to do some shit if I just watched him by his eyes bulge out of their fucking head and then swing around for 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Golly. I've seen the finale of a lot of those. <laughs> and I've talked about that before, but yeah, after all the clapping ends and he's just kind of hanging there for a day sometimes and then we show up. Good night. Nobody talks about when the poop leaves the body. No one talks about when the poop leaves your butt. When you die, poop leaves your butt. Jeez. Such a good movie. It really does happen. There is poop out of your butt. A lot of it, too. Not really. There's not always poop. I made a double hanging recently. <laughs> and that I don't mean terrible. to laugh. I don't mean to laugh, but... I'm sure the way I described it was comical. Uh, you know, that's the fire department. Just, yeah, I don't know. Just the gallows humor where it's there. You know what I'm saying? That's like, it goes back to the Facebook deal. That's why people post shit like that because it's fucking funny, and it they get like, the balls to say funny stuff. Yeah, me. but it's how we cope with shit. You know that. Yeah. But anyway, is. yeah, that double hang. These two girls, they were young. I will say that. So that is sad. But they fucking went out to the swing set at this apartment complex. It was a shithole, I might add. And they tied a rope over the top of the swing set and then stood on top of the shopping cart, and knocked it over. And one of them was a little bit heavier than the other one. So she went to the bottom and then her face ended up in the ass crack of the other girl. So, <laughs> yeah. Fucking sad ass ending to your life. The last few seconds you're getting a whiff of that just fucking crusty ass. You know, you're like, is this is this what it is? This? I can't say I thought it in like this, but I'm not surprised. We're just going to quote the deeds all day. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The goods. The goods, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. No one wants to die sniffing ass crack. Nobody. Being surprised. Yeah, and they're related, so that's like... Anyways, I don't even want to go down that dark path, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus. It was pretty brutal. And it was right around Halloween, which just happens all the time, too, by the way. It's right around Halloween, so everyone thought it was a fucking decoration, so no one had said anything. They were there from, like, they assumed about 2, 3 a.m. to uh, noon is when we got there. Absolutely terrible. Oh, I've made some too where like they've been there for like days and their fucking necks like long. It's just like pulled all the shit in their neck to where the skin's still attached and everything, but they look like one of them fucking ladies with the ring stacked on their necks. Oh, made a dude who was in the military, I think the Navy. He left a note and everything, but he just had a shirt on that said "Just Smile." Jeez. We were all like, <laughs> but he did it on a coat hanger. So he could have stood up like he was on his knees. You know, that's just like a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I know we've talked about this several times. Yeah. You know, I know you're in a dark place and things are bad now, but they're not going to be this bad forever. Yeah. You know, you're going to make it through. It is bad. And it like, it's like everybody you talk to that's had that scenario and you and I have talked about too. It's, it's like a bell curve or it's not even like a bell curve it's like a fucking mountain peak and as soon as you hit that point and you don't do it and there's that moment of clarity it's gone 
But when you like just keep trucking up the hill, I feel like you're like, I'm going to do this. I'll get this in order. So I don't know. It's just not worth it. You know, you think it's going to solve a lot of problems. It's going to solve your problems because you're not going to have to put up with the shit anymore. But then you just create it like becomes like an avalanche, a snowball, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just comes out, goes out of control and it just creates a bunch of problems for everybody else. And just like kind of, you know, you think at that yeah. moment, like, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to miss me. Nobody, you know, but yeah. it happens. And then you're just like, well, yeah, you don't care because obviously you're gone. But your family's like, well, fuck, you know, I yeah. don't understand why they would do something like this. You know, they were always so happy and, you know, they're always, they were so loved. And yeah, it's just, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. It's not going to be this bad forever. Yeah. You'll get over it. It sucks right now. If you just keep trucking through it, you know, you're going to make it out on the other side. Yeah. And it's like almost like a new lease on life almost when you get on that other side. Yeah. That was the number one, which I don't know how accurate that stat is, but it did say that. That was the number one killer of firefighters last year was suicide. It used to be heart disease, but... um. Yeah, I mean, it's real. It's happening. People are just... I don't know why. It seems like there's been... Maybe there's just more awareness about it. Is that what you think? Um, It's... Or... I don't I, know. It's weird. I get, like, well, you know, you get the, the suicide, you know, hotline you can call, which <coughs> I, you know, I highly recommend. And there's a lot of times if you, like... What's uh, it, like, vet crisis? You know, the crisis hotline, you don't have to call. You can text... Which I know a lot of people are big on texting nowadays. Yeah. So you can text them and they'll text you back and they'll talk to you. And then they'll follow up and they'll talk to you every single day. So, and then they'll even like, if you're a veteran and you call or text this hotline, not only will they text you and talk to you, but they'll also um, pretty much alert your doctors. They'll schedule appointments with you. You can go in and talk to people, you know. There is help, but yeah. you have to be strong enough to reach out for that help. I know a lot of people have a hard time, you know, swallowing their pride. You know, I'm a, I'm guilty of it. I'm a very prideful person. I hate asking for help, but if you swallow your pride, you ask for help, you can receive that help and you can make it through. Yeah. I am living proof. Yes. And everybody goes through dark times. Yeah. Everybody does it. No, you know, there's not nobody in this world that has like a perfect life and is perfectly happy at all times. Everybody's going to go through a dark moment in their life. Yeah, and it's weird because we've talked about it, you know, and I've, you and I both have had our struggles with it and been near it. And it's, um, it's weird because you don't want to tell people that because you're not, it's not like you're there for attention. And there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, I could tell when people are doing it for attention. I mean, I could tell within, 30 seconds to talk to somebody if they're just doing it for attention or if they're serious and everybody's like oh you'll just never know they'll just do it and there is some truth to that i mean like the when i was there there was definitely people that would have been blown away um oh my gosh it's the grim reaper um then <laughs> Like, uh, when I was close, nobody even knew. Like, it was just like, and that's kind of the, me and you are kind of always been like the jesters, you know, or the class clowns. And I don't think people ever, um, 
it's like they always hear, I would have never thought he would have done something like that. And you're right. Then no one ever thinks they'll ever do something like that. And I think you get to a point too where you're like, I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm weak. And that's just not true. I mean, I'm one of those people. I'm very mentally tough. I've always been mentally tough. And um, it would have blown people away if I'd have done that. Yeah. And I was close. I mean, super close. <clears throat> same, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I did the same thing. You know, I was, I was even like, to the point to where I was making arrangements, like trying to make arrangements to where everything would be taken care of. That way nobody would have to truly worry about things. And I got super close and I hesitated. And mm-hmm. I, when I hesitated, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Were you drinking at the time? No. When you did that? Uh, no, surprisingly not. Really? you're sober that's impressive i was actually sober during all this i was like fucking wasted like gone i had destroyed so much like it was all my stuff from my previous marriage that had never been picked up and uh it'd been like a while and uh i was already on edge anyways but then i was just like in there destroying stuff with my forearms and fists and like i was all my fucking arms were covered in bruises and I was embarrassed about that, and I was like, you know, she's got the last laugh, and here I am doing all this, and then found like a notebook with a bunch of old like emails, and then it was the stuff, the same stuff that Shelby and I had said and talked to each other, and being lovey-dovey and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm a fucking joke. I'm doing this again, you know. I'm getting played again, and I was freaking right there. So I don't know. We talk about it all the time. I bet if they did, if they polled like veterans and firefighters cops emts nurses anybody that's in high stress job fields that see a bunch of stuff um especially i mean the general populace as well but also first responders i bet it's high i bet i can't even imagine i bet it's got to be three quarters of people have contemplated or thought about it at some point yeah i bet it's super high so when you get those feelings don't feel alone call somebody yeah and you know one of the biggest things I see is nobody reaches out to like get in touch with everybody until after there's a death. Yeah. Cause like when I would lose friends, that's when everybody else would reach out and be like, Hey, how you doing? You know, how, how have you been? You know, checking in on everyone and it shouldn't have to resort to losing somebody to before you, you reach pick up the phone and reach out and just, you know, say, Hey, you know, how's life going? Cause you know, you never know. That person could be going through some shit and you could be, you know, that saving grace. So why, why does everybody wait till it's too late? Yeah. You know, you could have, which I mean, I can't say much. I've been guilty of it too. (laughs) I've fallen out of contact with a lot of my old buddies, but you know, great thing. Even though we talked about how bad Facebook is like social media, you can keep in touch with everyone, see how everything's doing (laughs) and. Which definitely, like, from the training I've had and stuff as far as support stuff like that goes is make sure that you talk on the phone. Like, text can be misconstrued yeah. different ways. So, definitely, it's a good idea to establish that and then use a phone. <coughs> if you're going to keep coughing. I know. You're going to have to leave the room. You're going to have to leave. You're, there's I'm just going to kill myself right now. Oh, See? God. That's the joke. And then you joke about it and it's funny again. It's like full circle. You come full circle. Like a but, I mean, I don't know. I've only told a select amount of people, obviously, about that. And I mean, I know this is a podcast, so who knows? Everybody could listen to it. Well, guess what? They're fucking not. But 
you know, I've told a lot of my really close friends about it, and like one, actually, and I've told Shelby. And that's I've it. actually told I've you. T- yeah. And which this was years ago, so I like I've reached a point to where I feel a little more like I'm a, I'm more comfortable mm-hmm. with talking about it. I was embarrassed for a while, and I really didn't yeah. want to admit to it and talk about it, but like. I've I've gotten to where I'm I'm more comfortable and like maybe my story could help exactly. somebody else and so that's when I was like you know like I shared it going back when I was when I was in school yeah we had an individual that she just walked around and was you know saying that hey you know I I tried to kill myself the other night and just yeah. kept talking about it but not, not only did she just like tell one person she told. Yeah everybody it was kind of one of those things to seek pity yeah and attention you could tell it was for it was attention worthy because it was over a guy and she she intentionally told him first to make him feel bad and so that's when like i just kind of was like all right sit down buckle up story time yeah well when you do like what that girl's doing it it makes it harder for other people to come out and talk about it. They like legit have that going on. Cause then people are going to be like, okay, well this it's person's just, just seeking party. attention. Yeah. I and so then it makes it difficult anybody. to, it, to reach out for help. Cause you're like, well shit, if I tell somebody they're not going to believe me, they yeah. think I'm just wanting attention when really I just, I need help. Yeah. And, and it's like your deal is like, you've always been this rock, you know, essentially. And that's kind of where I was at is people were like, oh man, that was just unfazed by everything. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Uh, well, he's just, uh, you know, he's he doesn't get flustered about anything. You know, he's always in a good mood. He gets shit dumped in his lap all the time. Um, so they just were so unsuspecting. So if, like you said, if my story would help somebody else, and then be like, man, he's that guy seems like he's got all his shit together, and to know that he went through that too. Now that I'm going through it, I don't feel like a loser essentially. You know, or because that's how you feel. You feel like, man, I'm a fucking loser. How did I, you know, how did I get to this point from where I was at? Yeah. And, you know, see, my thing was like, I was on top, you know, not really on top, but like, you know, I had my family, I had the nice house, I yeah. had the nice cars, I had what everybody see would see as like a picturesque, perfect life. And mm-hmm. then it just really all come crumbling down around me. And I had to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. And so there I, ha- there I was, you know, I lost it all. I thought about just giving up you know, throwing in the towel, calling it quits, offing myself. Is it like a self-image deal, you feel like? Not really. I don't know. Like, for like, me, for me, I felt like it was just my life was over. Yeah. Like, I just felt, at that point, I had reached a point, it was like, my life is over with, and then I was like, well, you know, everybody would be better off without me, because I felt like I just caused so many issues for everybody else. Yeah. And that I felt like it was just an escape. Like, yeah. I could just end it all. You know, everybody would be fine without me. They're, you know, the world's not going to stop turning. It's just going to keep going. Everybody's going to continue to, they're going to be sad for a little bit, but then they'll live their lives and everything yeah. will be fine. And uh, so that's where I thought, that's where I was. And then I, I, you know, I hesitated. I stopped myself. I realized what I was doing was stupid. I reached out. Uh, I got help. You know, I went, I'm, you know, talked to a therapist. I'm not ashamed of it. I love my therapist. She was great. And she even told me, I was like, you know, I, my biggest fear was like, I was going to get locked in like the loony bin or mm-hmm. I was going to get hospitalized or something. And she was like, no, because you made a rational decision to stop yourself and to seek health. So obviously 
you don't have, you know, a, a you know, you're, you're not, not a threat. threat. Yeah. So we don't have to like, you know, lock you away <laughs> yeah. for your safety and for other safety. So, you know, I did have to see therapy, you know, go to therapy a couple of times a month, which is okay. You yeah. Know, which I went, think everybody from should once, do that. Went from once a that. month to like, you know, a few times. It was, it wasn't bad, but, um, it really did help out a lot. And then I just gradually, you know, decided, well, fuck, I'm going to improve my situation the best way I know how, and I'm just going to bust my ass. So I did. And, you know, I moved out, got an apartment. I went from a 3,000 square foot home on 14 acres, you know, big ass, like nice log cabin and whatnot to, you know, living in a little bitty apartment and not having a job. I hadn't had a job in years because I I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And so I got a job. I busted my ass. I supported my kids. And I just, it wasn't easy. It was tough. It sucked really bad. I met you which greatly improved, you know, my life. It made me so yeah. happy, made me feel loved. I knew that this, I found, you know, this is what love is, mm-hmm. what it should be, you know, the kind of cheesy shit you see in movies that you don't yeah. think is real because you're like, oh, that shit doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. Joke's on you. It truly does. It happens yeah. all the time. You just got to, you know, don't settle for less. And, you know, look at us now. Yeah. I went to school. I went back to school graduated yeah everything's back online again you know that's what's crazy everything's just going up so like i thought i peaked at that you know back then i thought i peaked i thought i was at the the peak of my life and then all of a sudden it was like not only did i just fall downhill but like i slid down the slope it's like sliding down mount everest and getting rocks like shoved up my ass yeah (laughs) but and you know i hit the bottom but you know I just turned around and climbed back up that bitch. Yeah. And here I am. You know, I'm still, you know, we're nowhere near the top, but we're getting pretty damn close. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do with that deal is just keep on it and come back, you know, and if you have friends that are in a scenario, I mean, your big, your big suicide deals are going to come from people losing a job, losing a career, losing a family member. So reach out to those people and just add, don't don't talk. Just listen. Mm-hmm, that's a big that's thing. a big deal. Listen. And I, you know, the both of us struggle with that too. Ask open-ended questions. Don't paint them into this corner and make them seem like a bad person. Just ask open-ended questions. You don't need to. You're not there to solve things. You're there to listen. And they they're not gonna if you tell them what to do and say you need to go do this. They're not gonna do it. But if they say it. And they're like, you know, I should probably should go get help, you know, and just say, oh, wow, you think so? You don't need to tell people what to fucking do. And that's something we all need to work on, too, is for just humans. Uh, I'm guilty. I need to learn to listen everybody's more different, and talk but, less. But, yeah, my deal was just, it was crazy because Shelby got with me at a hard, I was at my lowest, essentially, and she knew that, and I told her. And um, that's when it happens, like, early on in our relationship and it was really her that pulled me out of it because I was like, I just, you know, this girl's perfect and she has these great two boys and, you know, I, what am I doing? You know, I think a lot of it for me is self-image. I just wanted to have this uh, perfect record essentially as far as like I wanted people, um, you know, my ex-wife left me for a woman. So it was kind of embarrassing. That's, that's what won me over the night we met. <laughs> yeah. 
<coughs> that's what I knew. But you were the one. You had a sense of humor because, like, I came out and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be straightforward with you. I am di- recently divorced. I've got two kids. My ex-husband left me for another woman. And you're like, ha, huh, funny story. My ex-wife left me for another woman. And I was yeah. like, ding, I found me a winner. Yeah. I stalked the shit out of you Exactly. So that's the thing is I always found comedy out of pain. You know, that was our thing. But, uh, God, I just couldn't shake that down. I was embarrassed. And that's all it come down to is I wanted to have this perfect record of, and, you know, your reputation's everything. Or, you know, to some people it is. I don't care about money so much. I mean, Shelby knows that. And. Most people know me know that. I don't, money and houses and cars, it's not that, it's just my reputation is all that matters to me. And I felt like it had gotten tarnished. And it was just, I thought this is just, I'm an embarrassment now, you know. Oh, I was fully embarrassed myself. Even, you know, he left me for another woman and she was younger at that. Yeah. Can't say another woman, it's more like a girl. She was a lot younger than me. Um, I having two kids i gained a lot of weight so i wasn't as skinny and as in shape as i used to be mm-hmm. and it just really like beat me down because i was like well i don't feel pretty anymore i don't feel you know if my own husband doesn't love me and you know then who will and so i just like it really and it was embarrassing i was afraid to tell people about it for a long time i was yeah. like yeah you know yeah, and that's a thing. I don't know. But, you know, with the whole suicide deal, we'll talk about it more and more. But, yeah. you know, if you need to reach out to somebody, um, I think we have the dope pulled up here. Yeah, don't. You know, this is the veteran crisis hotline. But there is a suicide hotline. And I don't think, don't be embarrassed. That's the main thing. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I said is, it once and I'll say it again. It's just, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem yeah it's not gonna be that bad forever i mean you go through speaking in my own experience you know stuff like going through boot camp you know going doing a deployment yeah it sucks and you know it it seems really shitty at that moment but it's not gonna last forever there's gonna be a time where you're gonna get to go home yeah and you just can't, yeah. It's going to end eventually. Yeah. It's it, not going to be this way for the rest of your life. So reach out, seek help. Yeah. There's no shame in it. There's no embarrassment in it. Nobody's going to judge you by it. That's another thing. I was afraid I was going to be judged. Mm-hmm. I thought people were going to look down on me. I thought people were going to think I was crazy. Yeah. Take my guns away. Yeah. Goddamn, took my goddamn guns away. Don't take my guns. Yeah. And I, like I said, it's just ridiculous. There's, I, it's, it sucks because I think since it's so mainstream now, people use it as, oh, look at me. Um, but there are people that actually suffer from it. And God, I hate when I say, we had a guy similar to your deal where he was saying he was going to kill himself. And it's like, dude, you have, you have no idea. Like, I understand your life is difficult, but people that are going to do that, they don't get on Facebook and talk about how they almost But you know, themselves. maybe that's that's just their way of reaching out for help, too. Maybe so. That's another way I look at it. Like, as, even though I'm like, well, yeah. I blow it off, and I'm like, you're just wanting attention, but at the same time, I'm like, maybe that's their form of reaching out for help, like yeah. saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling, you know, help. Somebody notice me, and then when people are like, oh, you're just fucking asking for attention, then they're like, well, yeah. fuck. And the one that catches everybody off guard is the one that nobody expects. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I never thought that they would do this. Well, 
Yeah. yeah. No one does. No one does. But it does happen. I bet if you, if we, like I said, if we polled everybody, it'd be pretty astounding, the facts. Um, Don't do it. It's not worth it. For sure. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, this is the Veteran Crisis Line, but the phone number for the Veteran Crisis Line is 1-800-273-8255. And press 1. You can also text yep. 838-255. Or you can actually chat online on the website at veterancrisisline.net. So that that's out there for veterans. Which also there's a suicide prevention line, which... Uh, Fucking fact of the day, Little Wayne worked for the Suicide Prevention Hotline, so you might get to talk to, like, T-Pain or somebody. I don't know. Who knows? That'd be cool. Would it, though? Be like, hey, man. Little John's in there. Yeah! What? I'm thinking about killing myself. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to use a gun. Okay. You're like, fuck, that's not helping at all. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Joking aside. Joking aside. Seriously, call though. Be cool, Post Malone. <laughs> I bet God. he. I bet he'd do something. Our like love that. for Post Malone is almost. <sighs> I think we have like a. Gosh damn! He's just so gosh damn lovable. He is. I told you, he's a crush the Super Bowl commercial. He's America's sweetheart. I'm like. We went to this concert. <sighs> such a good fucking God, show. Such a good God, concert. God, Post Malone. Crushing it. There was highs, there was lows. It was him by himself. He didn't have an entourage. It's him by himself crushing it for like an hour and a half, giving it all. He's just, he's so sweet and he's so, so sweet. goofy. It's like he's just a goofy white guy that got face tattoos so he could have some street cred. But yeah. you know what? He, deep down inside, he's still the same he, goofy white guy. He's like, he's uber talented. Play the guitar. He can, he can sing his ass off. Yeah. I, God. I know, I do too. I'll de- we'll definitely be going to another concert. Is go to all of his concerts every chance I get. I feel like we're just I don't know. He's definitely the. I feel like he's the best entertainer of our time, at least. I don't know. Just because he's so wholesome. He really. That's the is. main thing. I don't know. I love his music, but I can see why it doesn't appeal to everybody. He's but a, gosh damn, he's so wholesome. He's so sweet. He's a people's champ. Yeah, Fuck you know, and like I just I love watching his TikToks. Yeah. He's like chill. Just, he listens to all kinds of music. What's that? Isn't that what a musician should be? Somebody that he just sings everything. and dances, and he's just—he's great. So I'll lovable. sing his praises all day. I wish he would just hang out. I know, Post Malone. Like we said, all of his lyrics seem like he's us. really lonely. He needs friends. He needs like he just needs real poor friends. Fr- no, yeah, he needs poor friends yeah, so he, he can need- be like, oh, okay, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, we don't expect anything, Post Malone. We do not want nothing from you. Let's I don't just, want money. Let's I don't just want drink nothing. beer I just want to and drink. play music. I don't even want to talk about experiences. I just want to drink and just chill out. Play music, laugh, joke. You'll have a great time. We're just yeah too poor. Come down to the fire station. Run out in a few runs. It'll be great, man. We'll suit you up. You'll go to a fire pool, burn a baby out. It'll be fucking great, man. Save Scar you. What a fucking awesome. Post Malone, we love you. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah, I can't really. I don't know. That really took a. Did take a really. That was a really like hard ninety degree angle. Uh, be Lovecraft. Um. <laughs> it went like it was like super dark. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, Post Malone, we love you. We just like 
switched gears way too yeah. quick. But you know what? Hey, it's what we do. Um, We're not known to, you know, follow a guideline. We just wing it. Correct. I think we just rant and rave. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start a new segment for this week. I thought about that as well. Um, fire watch. No, we did have a fire last dun, two dun, shifts dun. ago. Okay. Simple little deal. Just a small fire in a bathroom. Extended up to the attic space, but guy on my truck did a uh, we were search and rescue and he actually kicked a door off the hinges which was pretty impressive that's like the highlight of kicking indoors pretty much once you have a fire and i get it we don't try to tear up property but if there's a fire we've got to get in there it's locked there could be somebody in there i want to kick in a door but i guarantee yeah, you i'm not even gonna make it budge the trick is the donkey kick do not fucking kick it straight on like you see in the movies your knee i've seen so many people's knees get blown out like not so many i've seen a few their knee just fucking just hyper well i guess yeah hyper extends so it goes down but when you donkey kick so if you're gonna donkey kick this door here you don't you're not trying to and that's what i'll explain to those guys i'm not kicking the door i'm kicking three feet past the door i'm not even the door is just in my way i want to see you kicking the door so bad oh god i can do it to one of these doors easy I apartment do. doors are easy to kick in. I just, well, apartments are cheaply made. Yeah. But I just want to see you kicking a door. Oh, that's a, that's be a bit like a definite panty drencher right there. Sucked. I'm not fucking sucked. Sucked. It is. I, when I first got on, uh, within this like first few months I was on, we made uh, apartment fire. It was on the very top floor. Well, once again, I was assigned to search and rescue, me and my captain, and there was no keys available. Fire was getting it on. She's like, we got to get in. So we kicked in. I kicked in like, there was, tw- we, had a, we kicked in 12 doors total. I think I kicked in seven or eight. And I kicked one of them off the hinges onto a glass table. And it fucking shattered. It was awesome. I was like, this is the best job in the fucking world. You have no, you have no idea how jealous I am. No, I wouldn't be. It's just amazing. Well, that's <laughs> what I tell people all the time. I'm like, there's a fire. That's the fucking rodeo. You know what I'm saying? We're just cowboys at that point. We can do whatever the fuck we want during that rodeo. You're the one that had a fire. And we're going to, within reason, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want to do. That includes knocking your goddamn doors down and tearing up some fucking sheetrock until we put it out. Which we do, property conservation. Oh, We do put stuff down and protect people's belongings. But there's a door or a wall in our way. It's coming down. I want your job so bad. No, you don't. I wish my mind could forget what my eyes have seen. The classic TikTok from some volunteer guy from fucking Nova Scotia. He's had like one fatality car wreck his whole 20 years. You know what my personal personal favorite TikToks are so far? Let's hear it. It's those cringy fire department ones where it's like they're acting. They're like, no, not her car. it's not her. God. God, dude, you're a bad fireman and you're an even worse actor. Get the fuck off of this. The thing. best part is, is they're volunteer. Yeah, they're volunteer. Which I volunteered. It's a great gig. I fucking love. Don't it. worry, I've considered it. But yeah, and I was young, so I mean, I you know, I wore my shirt around like I didn't wear it to like the store and shit. But I mean, I wore it to I don't know. I guess I wore it to work out and stuff. But I wasn't that much of a douchebag. Those are people that are like that's the highlight of their life. But it's fun. You should. I'm so glad TikTok wasn't around back when I was my cringy fucking Young Marine Corps days. days. Oh my god, my yeah. barracks Marine days are fucking just cringy ass fucking. Anyways, uh, so fuck my life. Anyway, so here's Wonderwall. 
and your fucking Marine Corps skivvies. I still wear those. My silkies, though. I'll never... Silkies mm-hmm. are the greatest invention oh. ever. Speaking of military clothing, today at Quick Trip, um, I was at the one over uh, by TU. There's a fucking Under Armour box there. I'm walking by. It's like off by the parking lot. I kick it on the way by. It's got some in it. What? So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm not going to be a creeper. I'm going to go get my shit. My fucking sausage gravy pizza <laughs> and a chocolate bar of some sort. This was the Monster Kit Kat, a peach Red Bull, which I know I need to try the watermelon one, and a Gatorade. And I come back out and I'm like... Me on the world. I walk past him like, I'm above this. I don't need to look in that box. There's something in it. I don't need to look in it. There's a hom- box of kittens. There's homeless people everywhere. I was, well, on a good day, I was like, it's full of shit. Someone pooped in something, and they put it in there. And then there's like a like a tag for like gloves. Curiosity gets the best of me. I go open the box. It's got uh, whatever y'all's boots are called. What do you call them? I mean, just combat boots. Yeah. What's the brand? I mean, Bates. Bates boots. That's what they are. They're like used military boots. I'm like, what the fuck? In the box. They look like they've been used. So I was like, either someone quit their job or they started a new job. And either way, it was a fucking miracle. Yeah. It's kind of like seeing a wheelchair, empty wheelchair, out just in a parking lot. You're like, did you take them? That's the question. No, I left them there. And then I had to go take a shit later and I came back and they were gone. Some homeless guy probably picked them up. Sporting them, yeah. He's probably like, fuck the goddamn big war. Um, Fought in the big war. Are we just going to sit here and quote Yeah, we've knocked them all out. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, so yeah. But yeah, it's like seeing a wheelchair out in a parking lot empty. Here's like either a fucking miracle or a tragedy happened. And it's beautiful. It's America. You know, either someone learned how to walk after being paralyzed or they fucking died. (laughs) They couldn't fit the wheelchair in the ambulance. So. Oh, God. I made this lady the other day. Car wreck at 17. A fucking vegetable. Her birthday, Halloween. I was like, well, that's not funny at all. <laughs> but <laughs> she was murmuring. God, that'd be terrible. I tried to tell myself it was a drunk driving accident, but let's be honest. She's probably just having fun. <laughs> but she was like 50. She looked fucking young for a 50-year-old. Like J-Lo young? Yeah. Jeez. Not moving really is good for your skin, apparently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Being sedentary and locked into one position for your entire life is great for your fucking skin. She looked like she was maybe 40, and she was 53. I was like, bro. Y'all better lock that door. She can't get pregnant. You don't know that. You don't know that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That'd have been terrible. Yeah, there was that, the whole thing, like, few, what, a few years back where... <laughs> the dude is fucked. Yeah, he fucked that girl was in a coma, wasn't she or something? Yeah. Oh. She got pregnant had a baby. Was the baby in a coma? No. Oh, my God. The baby was like... How does that work? The baby was, like, healthy and everything. Like, her family took the baby and... They found out that one of the male nurses had been like raping her. Raping in her, her while she's in a co- in her sleep. While in she's her sleep. In a, <laughs> while she's in a coma, and she ended up getting pregnant by it. So God. that's that. Jesus, <laughs> it's terrible. 
uh, means, uh, <laughs> you know? So. I was going to say hashtag me too, but it really too. doesn't. Vegetable lives matter. So that's for a whole other episode. What's the worst part about eating a vegetable? Hitting your chin on the wheelchair. That's always the fucking joke you heard in middle school. <laughs> I never, never heard, heard that joke. No. Oh my this gosh. This is the first time that I've yeah, ever heard Yeah, that's the joke. What's oh. the worst part about eating a vegetable? You're hitting your chin on the wheelchair. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a classic. And uh, there's more pussy crawling around this place than a all woman paraplegic convention. <laughs> I say that one. <laughs> You're like, I still say that. I still say that. I learned it when I was 12, but it's still... It's still relevant. It's still funny. <laughs> kind of like, uh... <laughs> what'd you say the other day? Uh, chewing my ass. Hell yeah, eat my ass out. Eat that was my what ass guy out. Said, yeah. Yeah, I used to do that and my dad would eat my ass out. This guy said, I was like, uh... That term hasn't aged well. <laughs> Yeah, this other dude at the table, we were talking. Oh, somebody said, oh, yeah, he cap ate our ass out because we get enough food or something like that. This dude I was working with, he's like, just for the record, no man ate my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Get that shot ready. Well, what? Uh... clink it. That's how we're going to end this deal. This is called the No Face Shot Challenge. There's no shot. No, no. Yep. Hey, hey. I'm parched. Put that down. Put it down. Oh, you fucking cheater. Let me see it. I get to do that. I get to do. This is a Mexican drinking game. Is that bad to say Mexican or is it Hispanic? Hispanic. A Hispanic drinking game. Hispanic drinking game. I'm 10% Spanish. El trabajo. That means work, by the way. Golly, the freaking tile guy was there again today. He's listening to Hispanic talk show all day. Like, uh, imagine Casey Kasem, but in another language. It was fucking god-awful. Put that down. That's not how this game works. The Hispanic drinking game, the no-face shot challenge, you all sit in a big table. You pick someone to take a shot. They have to take a shot and not make a face. If they make a face, they have to take another shot. Okay. And then the game starts all over again. Let me go into my dark place. Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Granny. Don't know. Not the, not the Hot Wheels again. Okay. I'm going to clink this glass together. No face, and I want to see your face. I want you to move your head away from the microphone. Jerry just got liquor in his eye. I'm just kidding. It's okay, Jerry Bear. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> we both win. We're alcoholics. Oh, you pursed your lips right at the end. Your eye twitch before mine. Oh my gosh, eye twitches. Anyways, that's second in. We're going to condense that down quite a bit. I feel like it takes us 30 minutes to get rolling. Alright, it's been real. Don't kill yourself. Been real, been fun. Been Don't real kill fun. Yourself. Suicide's not the answer. If you're going to do it, make it festive, right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Have a good night. Stop being offended.
Yeah, let's make 2020 the year we don't get offended by Yeah, shit. 2020. Fuck your feelings. Political. If you're offended, fuck off. No, honestly, though, stop being offended by everything, guys. It's 2020. Stop being a pussy. Yeah, and quit focusing on the negative. Jesus. Yeah, have bad things happen, absolutely. Bad things happen to everybody. That's they just happen life. all the time. Life and sucks. It, like, the forum is not by yelling and screaming at people and causing more tragedies. And that goes for both sides. I mean, if you think that by causing a mass shooting is going to fix the fucking problem, it's not. Or if you think cancel culture is the right thing to do, it's not. Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. Dialogue. Do it. Out. Peace out. Peace out.